This is the University of Georgia Griffin News, brought to you over WKU AM 1450, 102.3 FM, The Rock 88.9 FM, and stream live on WKURadio.com. This program is to update our listeners on the many and exciting things at the University of Georgia Griffin with Dr. Lou Honeycutt and his guests. The program is made possible by Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farms and Murray and Company Realtors. And now today's program with Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Well, good morning, Griffin, Spalding County, and surrounding area. We've got a really great, we've got a full house for one thing, but we've got a really great Griffin Campus news today. We're going to be talking everything that has to do with uh, Center for Urban Agriculture and Extension and all kinds of good things. So I am joined today by five people, which is bigger than usual, but that's great. That means that each of them doesn't have to talk near as much, which which may help everybody. But I don't know. I know most of these in here, and they can talk for a long time, So just like me. So I'll get off. I'll quit talking and do this. As y'all know, or the ones y'all haven't been on here may not know, the first thing we do is tell about who you are, and you got to tell from birth till now. So that's just the rules. you got to say how you got to this seat today. So we're going to start on the very end, just because I'm staring right at her, with Beth Horn. And Beth, from birth till now, how did you get to this seat? Well, I'm a native Griffin. Okay. Griffinite. I was born and raised here. went to Griffin High. Um, oh, and tell us what you do first. I'm sorry. Tell, okay. Go ahead and introduce yourself that way. I am an event coordinator for the Center for Urban Ag at okay. the Griffin Campus. So I handle statewide trainings for extension, um, state conferences, national conferences, trainings on the Griffin Campus for extension. Okay. So my background is hospitality. Okay. I worked. I came from a hotel resort Ooh, background. La tida. And ended up here <laughs> at UGA Griffin. And when did you start here? 2007 November 2007. 2007 very cool are you glad you came <laughs> to the Griffin campus to the Griffin campus the radio to the, oh, <laughs> that's a good question to the Griffin campus <laughs> to the Griffin campus you'll be in in 58 it. minutes you'll be glad you came to the radio show too <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well great well sitting next to her is Ellen Bowski and Ellen same thing tell us who you are but then tell us your story from start to finish not, well, not finish. We yeah. don't want to finish your story today. <laughs> yeah, start old, till it's now. Not over, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, the start's a long time ago. I'm the program coordinator for the Center for Urban Agriculture, and I'm in the Department of Plant Pathology. Um, I uh, was born in Chicago, Illinois, which is why the urban ag connection makes so much sure. sense to me. Uh, I uh, came here about 14 years ago. And have been working at the center ever since where I coordinate programs in urban water, urban landscape, uh, turf grass, and tree care with an emphasis on safety. Awesome. Okay, so 14 years. That's awesome. It is. And then sitting next to you is one of the newest people to join the UGA family and, and certainly Spalding County. But So Philip Hensley is here with us today. And Philip, same thing. Tell us who you are and, and when you started here um, and then just how you got here. Yeah. Uh, well, I... Uh my first day on the job was uh, was December 1st, uh, so just a little over a month. That's, that's about how long I've been in, in Spalding County. Uh, I'm the UGA Extension uh, Agriculture and Natural Resources uh, agent uh, for Spalding County. Um, and as far as born and raised, uh, originally born in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Okay. Um, don't remember much of that. We, we moved out of that area uh, before I was a year old, uh, as, as best I've been told, and uh my younger years, we grew up in uh, northern Louisiana around Shreveport, Ruston area. Both my parents worked for Louisiana Tech. Um, my dad taught chemistry there and whatnot. Um, and then uh, he got a position uh, with a company in East Tennessee uh, in the chemical industry. Um, and so we moved up uh, to Sevier, Sevier County, Sevierville area. So Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, a lot of people oh, seem very to cool. really, sure. really, that's where everybody knows. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, so lived there ever since. So golly. 27, 28 years. I hate to think about it. Every time I try to think how long I was there, it gets longer and longer. Um, but uh, uh, I went to the University of Tennessee, got my undergraduate bachelor's degree there and master's degree uh, in entomology, plant pathology. That's that's my background. That's 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 my passion, my hobby, whatever you want to call it. So that's uh, uh, that's my, my big interest, but had a chance there, um, um, worked in, in their their agriculture campus, uh, studying invasive species, biological control, integrated pest management. It's many, many, many opportunities. I'm so glad I did it uh, as a student. Just just wanted to work part-time, and it t- turned into, 
you know, a six or seven year thing. And uh, so I, I strongly encouraged everybody, uh, every student, undergraduate I met, freshman and, and up to, to explore those opportunities. But uh, from there, um, had a couple of alumni from, from UT that had, had made their way down into Georgia, into the okay. UJ system and whatnot, uh, and, uh, and strongly encouraged me to, to, to check it out, uh, especially extension. And I'd never really thought about extension up until then. And the more I, more people I met, and when I first time I came down to the Griffin campus, uh, and, and and spoke with the district office uh, folks there, and I, I fell in love with it. So that's why I was like, this this is where I wanted to be. Just find me a place, you know. <laughs> you know there's got to be something I can do. This this was fantastic. So so here I am, and I'm, I've loved every minute. I've met so many great people. I know I've not even touched the tip of the iceberg at all. You know, just barely scratched the surface of it. But um, but but I'm having a ball every day. Something different. Um, never get bored. That's why I tell everybody it's which which I love. So um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to to what else awaits to whatever walks through the door, as they say. That's great. And so this is your first foray into extension, or it into, is. That's uh-huh. awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a connection in the district office to Tennessee, just a little bit with with Sheldon, maybe. I don't. A little know. bit with yeah. your boss or with I, your yeah, director. I, I heard that. Um, I guess kind of kind of off the record with him was you know that's he. You know, if I had a little orange in the office, it would be okay. The first so. time I went to see him, I, I was thinking Orange Clemson or Orange. I wasn't thinking Tennessee, so I was all right after I heard it. <laughs> you know, but, but, yeah, so a little, little connection there. All right, well, that's great. Well, next to you, we have uh, Rolando Oriana. Oriana, I'll get it right eventually, I promise. But um, And, Rolando, tell us your life story, too, where you, where, you, where you are now. I mean, start with the position you have now, but I know you've had a, a, a bunch of things going on with you, too. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, well, my name is Rolando Oriana, as you say. You say it right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I am back at the Center for Urban Ag, but I started originally back in 2010, April 2010. Actually, Ellen Bosky hired me to work at the Center for Urban Ag as a training coordinator. And uh, there's, I know there's a lot of coordinators, but uh, <laughs> we did a lot of uh, safety training for landscapers in, in Atlanta and other urban centers throughout the state. Then um, I went on and moved as a A&R or Agriculture and Natural Resources Ages into uh, Fulton County and uh, North Fulton. And then I... I moved into Cobb County, and then I went back to Fulton County, and then I'm back to the Center for Urban Ag. I'm now I'm doing, um, there's a new position was created, uh, Urban Water Irrigation Management Agent. Yeah, it's, you know, doing uh, uh, water irrigation programs throughout the, the state and in the urban centers, and we're focused working with the green industry. Um, just a little bit about myself. I am from Honduras, native Honduran in Central America, for those who don't know where Honduras is. <laughs> um, in a little town in, in the center of the country called Lajas, uh, Comayagua. And um, I like soccer a lot. I'm really yeah, excited about the Atlanta United. Um, and then so uh, we're here. I'm excited to be here. And I'm um, Looking forward to 2019 to be a great year. That's awesome, and we're glad you're here. And it, the cool thing to me is it, it's it's I say it's about many things about the Griffin campus. But you were here once, and you came back. That's always a good sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you get somebody to, to come back, so we're glad yeah. that you're here. And then, last but certainly not least, is the infamous Richie Brayman. So, Richie, tell us about yourself and how you got to be sitting in this seat today. Well, good morning, Lou. Good, good morning, morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Richie Brayman, and like Lou said, I've sat in the hot seat a time or two every <laughs> day. Always a good time. And I am the developer and systems administrator with uh, UGA Extension and with the Center for Urban Agriculture. And I've been here more than a couple of years at this point. But um, I, like you said, Lou, am someone who found my way onto the Griffin campus, loved every minute of it. Uh, left the Griffin campus, uh, had a wonderfully entertaining experience in sales, and then found my way back to the Griffin campus. And over the years, I've gotten the chance to do just a little bit of everything, Uh, everything from uh, plant breeding with uh, the small grains group to working with the USDA, specifically with the Clover Gang, 
and the grasp team. And basically anything I could do to spend a little bit more time getting my hands dirty. Sure. Um, what was what I loved about this campus. And now, of course, I do almost nothing of the sort except for <laughs> when I get to team up with my partner in crime, uh, our program coordinator, Ellen Bowski. Sure. And anything that we can do that comes out of the, the community garden here sure. in town is almost always one of my favorite projects. But, like you said, uh, we're back in the center and we seem to be adding um, new faces either to the team or to our ever-growing list of friends. Absolutely. That we're doing. Well, when did you come back? When did you join the, the Center for Urban Ag? So I joined the Center for Urban Ag in 2007. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And we have jumped around a little bit since, and it always seems like every year we're doing something completely different. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to talk about a few of the things that we have going on. Awesome. Well, as I said, if anybody listening knows it's a great group sitting here with me today. And Ellen, let me come back to you for a minute. Let's talk Center for Urban Ag for, for a minute. Um, it is now fully vested or fully vetted into Extension, which is great. It's kind of mm-hmm. where, where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, and I'm going to tell you all, and I think I've told all of you all sitting here this, or, or probably not Philip or Orlando because I haven't sat with them and told them this, but one of the one of the really kind of bright, shining stars when I was looking to interview or when I was looking at this position was the fact that we are basically in Metro and we have a Center for Urban Ag. <laughs> so, I mean, it was certainly something that piqued my interest. I knew nothing about it, and I told you all that when I got here. But what I've learned since then in my three years is incredible. So, Ellen, let's talk talk about the basics or what's the what what is the Center for Urban Agriculture for those those listening that may not know anything about it. The Center for Urban Agriculture is almost a service organization for the university to help us compound our many resources into the urban areas. Uh, traditionally and historically, we know how to reach rural people and how to work with them and get to them. But when you move into Atlanta or even Spalding County, which is an urbanizing county, um, things change. People seek services across county lines, which our structure isn't easy with. Uh, The means of communication, standing in front of a group, may not be the most effective way to communicate in an urban environment, may have much better impact with websites or webinars. And the center uh, really pulls together resources to approach those issues. For example, if I could turn this to Richie and Beth, our webinar series right now is hitting and hitting hard and doing exactly what it should. And it started out on structural pests. Absolutely. And didn't it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't it start out at Georgia Tech? I mean, wasn't it we were doing it, but Georgia Tech was offering it, and y'all pulled it back here? Or how did that work? A bit of a fun story. Yeah. Um, Well, actually, it wouldn't be fair to dive into the webinars without talking about our other partners in crime. Mm -hmm. Um, The webinar started with Dr. Dan Suter, who we all know of through not only his fantastic work, but also his award-winning His recent D.W. Brooks Award, which, you know, let's just segue off and say that we, there deal. are five given. This D.W. Brooks Award is the most impressive award the College of Agriculture and Environmental Absolutely. Sciences gives out each year. There are five of them. Three of them just happened to work on the Griffin campus this year, one of them being Dr. Dan Suter. And, in fact, I think it's next week. I can't remember, Tony, but those three, we actually cornered all three of them to get them on a show together. Okay. So talk about a great show. So, anyway, thank you for segue. I did not pay him to do that, but thank you for segueing <laughs> off. But, yes, Dan but Suter was one of those award recipients. It's a great point to make. Absolutely. As many times as we can. <laughs> Because there's always someone who hasn't gotten a chance to meet them yet. Absolutely. And so the the webinars are the brainchild of Dr. Dan Suter. And over the years, uh, we have a team of specialists who lead the webinar series uh, as moderators and facilitators. And those include not only Dr. Suter, but also Drs. Bodhi Panisi and Shemat Joseph. Sure. Um, Who's relatively new. Yes, absolutely. And Bodhi um, is a horticulture specialist. And she, Matt, as you mentioned, is 
not only a relatively new import from the great state of California, mm -hmm. uh, but he's also an entomologist on the UGA Griffin campus and uh, part of the UGA turf team. Absolutely. Lots of hats. <laughs> yes, he does. He wears quite a few hats. And one of them is with us in a series of webinars called Getting the Best of Pests, which, as they mentioned, started with structural pest control, right. which is an enormous industry, not only in the state of Georgia, but uh, all over the country. And the webinar series services... Uh, professionals in the state of Georgia, but we also service um, several other surrounding states. In addition to that, we have uh, attendees, clientele from several provinces in Canada, and this year we were closing in on four of them. So we're crossing the entirety of Canada or working on it. That's awesome. And we also have attendees from as far away as... Uh, we've had Mexico. Yes. And we've Central. had Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Yes. In India. That is far. No. That, that is a lot. That's, that's a fair piece, yeah. <laughs> Which you have to imagine. They're either having to get up really early or really late to join <laughs> us for these webinars. Sure. And this is exactly what the Southern does well. Um, and it, we have the intellectual expertise with the specialists and PhDs from UGA and this center team, which is Beth, Richie, and Tammy, who was unable to come today. Sure. Without them, there are no webinars. Right. They handle the, all of the backbone, all of the registration. Can you talk a little bit about the certification or the CEUs, the continuing education mm -hmm. units that you do? Well, each webinar offers two hours of credit for people who have a pesticide license okay. or structural pesticide license. And we've had to go and contact all the different agencies, Canada and the United States, to get approval. So they have to sign in, they send it in to us, we have to verify that their time that they watch the webinar so they can get their two hours of credit. And um, then we have to send it off to those agencies. Sure. Because their, you know, their license, as Dr. Suter likes to say, is their livelihood. And we Absolutely. Have to, we have to help them keep their license so they can have Well, and they're always looking for anyone that has a pesticide license, always looking for opportunities to get CEUs, exactly. uh, continuing and education units. And these they can do anywhere. Absolutely. It's, From it's Afghanistan. That's yeah. awesome. It's a great solution yeah. well, to a very urban problem. As Beth mentioned, we have more and more folks who are doing things like our friend who joins us from Afghanistan, uh, who was serving in the military, but also wanted to maintain his license. Absolutely, and sure. And was able to do that, mm -hmm. even from across the world. And we have another gentleman who, uh, in, in order to take care of his family, um, had moved temporarily all the way across the country to California okay. and wanted to maintain his license in Georgia. So... Beth was able to work with the county agent in his county in California and hook him up with the county agent in his home county in Georgia mm -hmm. and set it up so that he could watch the webinars and get credit and keep his license even though he is Let's just say away. not just a little ways Yeah, away. exactly, quite, quite a ways. And no, that's awesome. With, um, with the combination of our commercial license holders, our private license holders, and our structural folks, wouldn't you say um, just with, with the private and commercial, there's close to 20,000, and structural is another several thousand yeah. on top of that. I think and that's pretty amazing. To that's what the, My next thing I was going to ask you is the number that, that take advantage of this. That's mm -hmm. pretty incredible. Beth knows this because we're in the numbers mode. I said every year, what we hadn't done in, at the campus in a long time is really kind of d uh, drill down into who we serve. Yes. And we serve thirty five to 40,000 people a year through the whole campus pr uh, programs. But And that's impressive. And so they just got the email it was either this week or last week saying, hey, it's that time. Let's look at numbers. So I knew Beth was, and she's always up on numbers anyway, but and it's it, impressive to 20 plus thousand people. It certainly is, and it's a service that's offered um, uh, not just through the center, because as Ellen mentioned, if it was just the center, it wouldn't have the reach that it does going through the county delivery system. These same webinars go out through the county offices 
where agents from across the state have uh, business uh, owners and license holders across the state come into their office and attend trainings that include training from the webinars. Sure, so with with world-renowned people doing yes, it. I mean, yes. the, I, I know that the other names are very well known, but certainly Dan Suter is extremely well known across the country and now across the world mm-hmm. as an uh, entomologist with a, a mission and a passion for it. So he I has no license, but uh, they're compelling. The the bed bugs one. I mean. E- e- they're just interesting. I end up listening in. <laughs> but it makes me not makes me not want to go anywhere. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You must be cautious. It makes you a little nervous. It's like hanging out with the food science people makes me not want to eat anywhere. I mean, it's just it's scary to work at the Griffin Camp. It's really not. But I mean, it's incredible to learn. It is. It's also sometimes terrifying. It, it is. It makes you kind of sit back and think. Okay, so that's structural pests, and that's and it's an incredible program. But Ellen or anybody else, what are some of the other things that the the Center for Urban Ag is looking forward looking towards? I mean, you know. From my standpoint, we we sit in such a great position in Griffin. We're not in the big giant ag area of T- our Tifton campus, mm-hmm. but we sit in an incredible oh. place. You turn to the north, you're in Metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You turn to the south, you're in rural Georgia on our campus. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that's a perfect place for a center for urban ag or for the Griffin campus. So, what are some of the other things that are going on or plans for the the uh, uh, center well, for urban ag? I'll tell you, we're really excited about having Rolando on board in his current position because we have worked on and off with water in at the center, usually soft money funded projects. Sure, sure. And the challenge is Georgians are keenly interested in water when we have a drought, which we do on average every five to seven years, (laughs) but which we haven't in the past couple of years. So there'll be intense interest in water conservation. Um, It'll be in the news. You know, we've had situations where neighbors were telling on neighbors for watering outside. I mean, it can be very very contentious, and it has been very contentious. In 2007, there was a flat-out outdoor watering ban, which Mm -hmm. pretty much shut down the landscaping industry. So... Um, water is a huge issue, so we are thrilled to have Rolando on board, and Rolando's going to be working um, in irrigation, primarily irrigation training for urban um, industry. And that is the wild west of industries. Sure. Okay? Anybody, a lot of people install in, uh, irrigation who don't have any idea what they're doing, and we're really counting on Rolando to bring up the level of expertise and this is where you take over and Rolando let me ask I mean that that's you know to me and I come from a place in the country where there is no water so Mm -hmm. I get this already but to me there is no more important issue in the world than fresh water to drink or or use conservation of water because you run out of water (laughs) even though we're mostly oceans can't drink ocean water I've tried it before it doesn't work very well Um, so tell me and I think urban water is to me one of the, it's something that gets overlooked in a lot of states because it's oh the farmers are using too much water and I'm telling you urban water is where it's at so mm-hmm. so what, what I'm so glad you're here I mean I was so happy to hear when you were coming in but tell us kind of your view on on urban water what your plans are and what some of the things you're doing in the center are well um, yes Ellen is right uh, uh, the green industry in Atlanta and the entire state of Georgia is, is huge. And water uses is is just uh, the main thing that that make the industry thrive. So um, uh, remember, the green industry is bringing a uh, hundred twenty thousand jobs to to the state and urban centers. And you're right. For an, into the future, we're talking about that the problems of the world are actually urban, and water is one of them. Access to fresh water, clean water, quality water. And right now where we are right now in this program, since we are actually getting off the ground with this, is that we want to educate the green industry. The green industry um, has a lot of challenges as far as, you know, uh, a lot of professionals want to get water where they're going to have the new uh, ornamentals, the new trees, the new uh, flowers. Uh, But we forgot about water conservation and... um, that seems not to be in everybody's radar. So um, when we're talking about water conservation, you know, a lot of the folks are not listening. But when we're talking about money, people is then <laughs> listening. So we're going to be uh, saving um, 
water by saving money, if you can say it that way. Sure. So the, normally uh, what we're trying to do is work primarily with um, organizations like the Georgia Green, Indus Georgia Green Industry Association and uh, with uh, Urban Ag Council um, to tackle and to have access to the industry and to be able to train as many folks as possible. Uh, also to work in the front is that a lot of the uh, immigrants are working in the industry and they have uh, still the language barrier and then we still you know start working with them and be able to uh, have a better work in communications there. Um, and then uh, creation of new resources uh, not just for for homeowners or the industry, but also for agents, that the agents can disseminate that information to the entire um, district populations uh, about you know water usage and on turf. Um, we commonly know that the turf uses one inch of water per week and everything, and then we want them to uh, want homeowners and industry to know that they can deep water uh, for. Uh, their turf for like one uh, one hour or 45 minutes and then we forgot about that sometimes after the water is keep running we start losing water for runoff and able transpiration so we there is a lot of things that we need to educate not just the industry but the homeowners about water conservation so there um there is the the focus that we have right now obviously i uh i am very excited to be able to i got the uh the district support and the entire you know staff of the Center for Urban Ag, which I'm very excited to work with. So I think it's going to be a great year, and then um, hopefully uh, in a couple of years we will have a really strong program being uh, at the very top of the programs in, in, in the South area of the U.S. And I agree. I mean, we, we are setting and you're setting in the prime seat mm -hmm. to do that where we are. And that, as I look, as people ask me, what's your vision for the Griffin campus? What's it going to be? I'm telling you, Center for Urban Ag, Water, Concert, all the things that, that the center is involved with are the future of Georgia, not just the Griffin campus. So I'm so happy that, that you're here yeah. since July uh, yeah. to be a part of that. Yeah. And then uh, just, to, just to add a little bit more about that, well, you're right about just the location that we have at the Griffin campus. Um, being an extension agent in, in Fulton County and Cobb County, you learn so many things in the big city. Sure. Just the county, Fulton County, uh, is just totally uh, rural, suburban, and urban. And then all of those have their own problems. And one of them will be traffic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? There's language, traffic in Atlanta? Oh, uh, yeah, I, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then you know that the population, we have a very high population of Russians. Um, you know, you, you, I never knew that until <laughs> in 2000. I didn't either. Uh, in 2010, I wanted to say. There was a friendly soccer game at the Georgia Dome, at the <laughs> deceased Georgia Dome. The entire stadium was packed with Russians. I'll be dang. That's one of the ideas of, I wanted to say that, that is circling around when Arthur Blank decided to create the, the Atlanta United. It is a huge market, and we don't know. So what's telling us that is underserved populations as far as language and, and resources access to, uh, to Atlanta residents. Sure. And also we have a very large population of Koreans and Asians and obviously a huge population of Hispanics. We're working on the same on the directions and I think uh, there is a lot of work to do, but I think we're working on Right that's great. We're, that's going to segue us off into our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, though, Philip, I want to talk to you a little bit because that segues great into extension. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the plans for Spalding County. I know you're brand new, but I know you got some plans in mind. So we're going to go to a break. We'll come back. You're listening to the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News on AM 1450 WKEU in Griffin, Georgia. Also heard on 102.3 FM and on 88.9 FM The Rock, Georgia Public Radio at its finest. We're streaming live on the website WKEURadio.com and available for your all your smartphone and tablet devices via the free WKEU app. This morning's program continues after this.
Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realty. Proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this week's edition of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. As the UGA Griffin Campus grows with the great educational opportunities for our children, Round Oak Resources Tree Farm is growing our future with trees to support and assist our environment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors are proud supporters of the UGA Griffin Campus and area youth activities in Griffin and Spalding County. Now for more of this morning's University of Georgia Griffin Campus program, here is our host. He is the Assistant Provost and Campus Director, Dr. Lou Honeycutt. Thank you, Tony. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a great group today. I'm not going to go back through the list because it'll take the rest of the time to get through it. There's a bunch of them, but it's everybody, or not everybody, but it's a lot of the people from Center for Urban Ag. But also, we're joined by one of our newest extension agents, extension people in the state, and that's Philip Hensley, which who, who introduced himself earlier. But Philip. December 1st, so so brand new to Spalding County, um, relatively brand new. I mean, you know, you're you're a little bit on the job, but what's what's new or what's going to happen in Spalding County? I mean, you know, a lot of people, we, we, just to give you an idea of where I'm coming from, the Spalding County, 202 square miles, there are more people in it than we're in the 9,400 square miles of our college's service area in Texas. So when, pe- when I came here, people said, well, you're kind of moving to rural Georgia. And I'm like, when Home Depot and Lowe's are across the street from each other, that is not rural. So you've come to it, but I think it's a great county because it's kind of that transition county. So anyway, I'll leave it to you. What's kind of some on the horizon for Spalding County Extension? No, it, it is. You're right. Uh, I'd heard the same thing of like, oh, you're, you're going to be moving to those rural parts of Georgia. That's the, <laughs> you're not in Atlanta. You'll, you'll, you'll be out in the middle of nowhere. No man's like, you won't have cell reception or anything. <laughs> um, I have yet to find a spot. I'm sure they exist, but uh, but I have yet to find a spot where my cell phone doesn't, doesn't manage to find some... <laughs> Uh, some people that can get a hold of me and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's uh, as far as the county goes. I'm, I'm still still using the GPS quite a lot to uh, sure to, to find my way around. Um, but uh, it, it it's it's very diverse, at least to me, at least from 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 where I was up in Tennessee. We that was a lot more rural uh, because it was so much more tourism driven. Sure. Um, so there we had a lot of people, a lot of traffic, all that stuff. Um, but as far as locals, yeah, it was it was it was pretty sparse. But but this is this is uh, like like you said before with with Atlanta so close by, um, it, it, it's kind of mind blowing. Uh, you, you get across the the tracks to the south, um, which that's a whole other story. I've I've learned to try to negotiate railroad tracks. That's a new thing to me. So um, the the trains are are, are amazing. Uh, that's, that's a new experience. Um, but uh, but yeah, you head to the south, and it's a it's a whole different different landscape, uh, a whole different, uh, kind of like Rolando was saying, they've, they've got a whole other set of issues that they're concerned about as well. Um, so this, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see the, maybe the, the gamut of things that may come up, uh, as far as what, what concerns somebody in the, in the Southwest corner of the County versus somebody up in the, you know, up in the Sun City area. I mean, it's just the things that people call in about or, uh, or have concerns about their, their polar opposites. Um, but uh, the, I get a lot of questions about uh, uh, well water things, and that's that's something new to me. I've, okay, uh, I have I haven't myself uh, had to to deal with that personally. Um, so I've, I've trying to, to focus on some of that in the future. Uh, I've got it's something I know very little about, but uh, but there's, I get a lot of questions and calls. Um, uh, everything from you know septic systems to water quality issues, anything like that. Um, uh, to hear about the the irrigation stuff that's that's coming up, you know, I've I've had people uh, asking questions about that. Not not so much at this moment in January. They're they're not sure. too worried. Like <laughs> like Ellen was saying, they're they're not real worried about it right now because they've got water. It's um, been raining for six ex- months. Exactly. Yeah. If anything else, you know, yeah, I had a request last week. I had a farmer call me and ask me if I could bring all the paper towels and dry up his field because his cows were just just drowning out there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I've had 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 plenty of, of forage issues come up. Um, I know some of the counties to the south, we've, there's been some issues with some some hay quality concerns and things. So they've got uh, some. Uh, I know there's a uh, like a, a silage and baleage short courses and things like that. They're going to do to help people. Uh, there'll be sections in that to help show people how to test their you know their hay quality and things like that. There've been uh, again some health concerns with have a couple farmers that have lost some cattle and things. So just little things like that pop on the radar. But then you know up north. 
well, I say up north, but to me, uh, again, get calls from the Sun City area, and they're wanting help with their raised garden beds. So it's, sure. you know, on one side of the county, got people with cows dying, and the other side, you know, you've got uh, somebody that's, you know, wanting to know what kind of what kind of veggies they can grow this time of year. Um, so, yeah, obviously still still learning the ropes, really kind of get the feel of, of what's needed where. I know the Master Gardener program is something we really want to want to build on. Absolutely. Um, so there, there's a lot of emphasis on that. And I'm, I'm a newbie to that. I was aware of it uh, up at uh, the University of Tennessee up there. there was that, that program was kind of ever-present. They had a big presence there. Um, but I never really had a chance to get involved in it, really, um, from, from my side of work. Um, but so I'm excited to – I've met several folks there. Um, and uh, excited to recruit some more people into that program, hopefully, and, and uh, um, constantly get outreaches, maybe not on a daily basis, but at least a couple times a week from uh, some different folks involved with the Griffin Campus one out there. Like, hey, I've sure. got this great opportunity. Uh, I think it was uh, Dr. Uh, Dario Chavez, I think. I sure. just, just talked with him yesterday about some peach. About peaches, peach, you bet. Peach breeding. So uh, I, I want to do that. That's my <laughs> problem. Is trying, I want to do everything. Um, so uh, it's trying to trying – to, Splice my time out appropriately, not overload myself too much right out of the gate. Um, but uh, as as I as I go through the the different training programs and things like that, every, every time I hear something, I've sat down with uh, I think it was uh, Dr. Joe LaForest uh, with the Bugwood program uh, at at one of the meetings I was at, and we were talking about some pollinator things. I'd really like to get that. I'm I'm a bug nerd. I love insects. Sure. Um, so any kind of educational things I can or programs we can get going with that. Um, our local beekeeping group. Um, I'm ecstatic, ecstatic that they're as present as they are. Um, they've got they've got some uh, some sessions going on next week out at the Spalding office for people that are interested in beekeeping. And uh, I am my HOA wouldn't approve of that right now, but uh, but I would love to <laughs> to get it. So I'm 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 like a sponge right now. I'm trying to soak everything up. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm chomping at the bit to to get going. That's um, great. Yeah, and then to have. Uh, I'm so spoiled, and I really see that now. Just to have the the Griffin campus right here, it's 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 amazing. I did not pay uh, him to say that, but thank no, you. No, no. I, I, every time I go over there, it's just that I learn something new for sure. Well, so, and then plus you've joined, and I and I'm going to brag on extension for a minute as I do a lot. But you join, I think, the best district, the Northwest district. I just have to say that. I, just, I mean, I think it's the best. But <laughs> but you've joined true. Georgia Extension, and yes. you know Texas Extension is great. Extension mm-hmm. period is great, but Georgia Extension. I mean, you've got access to. A, a base of knowledge that is just incredible. So, and it sounds like you are a sponge, and that's great because oh, there's a lot yeah. to learn and just in this county. No, but. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I haven't haven't left work with any migraines yet. But I'm, 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 <laughs> everything I can cram in my head, I'm, uh, I'm I'm ready and willing to, to to take on anything as far as just the, the more I can learn, the better. I I want to know everything that I that I don't know. I know that's not possible, but but uh, uh, the more people I meet, everybody's got something meaningful to contribute to. Uh, to, to you know, my knowledge and, and experience and things like that, and um, I love helping people. I love it. I forgot to mention earlier. I've got a hospitality background as well. Okay. I uh, spent about a decade in, in hotel and restaurant management and stuff. I just naturally just love talking to people. I love sure. meeting people um, and just just getting to know people's stories and uh, and and any way I can help uh, with stuff. I mean, I, if I see somebody struggling, I, I can't stand it. At, well, they'll. Live and learn. Let them figure it out. You know, kind of. Uh, if I can help them in, in any way, I, I, I'm beyond moved to to act and, and do something. So, anytime somebody calls in, walks in the office with with who knows what, um, uh, I always heard that too. But you never know what's coming through the door. And that's so true. In a month, I've definitely learned that. I've had seen snakes and grass and cow parts. And it's been all, all kinds of interesting stuff. But but I've learned from everything. Every and and if I obviously don't know everything. Um, but, but having, having the resource of the Griffin campus here has been phenomenal. The surrounding agents, a lot of them are new as well, Pike sure. County and Lamar and Upson and them, but they've been phenomenal. Uh, our backgrounds have been very complimentary so far. Um, it's come in handy, especially with a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a beef or chicken guy. And we've, fortunately there's some people around me that, that have that experience. So I'm, I'm learning in. Uh, learning that, diving into you know nutrient management plans and things like that for some producer stuff. So it's all it's a lot of new ground, um, but excited to learn it all. Um, well, sure, it's going to make you well rounded. Um, we just want you to stay. We don't want you to train <laughs> oh, and go yeah, somewhere yeah. else. We want you to, to be here. Well, like but. I said, I mean, there's 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 no there's no shortage of 
of topics, um, and I'll, I'll, I don't I don't foresee me ever getting bored. So, <laughs> well, that, one of the great things I tell you that, and I, I'm a three year. I've been here for three years, so okay. I started my fourth year in, in November. But I think there's a lot of advantage. There's a great advantage to having people that have been here forever be where they are. But there's also a great advantage of bringing in some new vision. And and the reason I say that is I see. Griffin Spalding County very differently than someone that was raised here sees it sure. because yeah. I don't have the history that goes behind mm-hmm. it. What I see is incredible downtown, an incredible yeah. ag component, an incredible urban component, and it allows me to kind of, you know, I don't know, refresh some opinions of other people when they I just don't see it yeah. like that. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that you, you get to kind of learn Spalding County like I did, yeah. and it's an incredible place. And, again, it is the, it's in the perfect place for urban and rural it's there just isn't and to have a for from i'm talking for my for me personally with a campus to have our a uga major international campus mm-hmm. at this point 40 minutes from the airport which is even <laughs> even better <laughs> is, is pretty incredible so again we're so we're so glad that you're here you mentioned this earlier but it ties into your point perfectly this area is right in the epicenter of one of the Biggest pots of career opportunities. Oh man! Um, not just in ag, as you mentioned, sure, but all over the place. And the Griffin campus ties into uh, so many of those opportunities for so many people. But having resources, not only like the Griffin campus, but also our county agents, who, as was pointed out, have to become experts in just a little in bit everything. Of everything. That's right. <laughs> But the good news is, as long as you know, and I know you already do, I can tell by the way you're talking, you have resources you can go to. I mean, you know, there's a million, 10,000, jillion things I don't know, but I know who I can ask. For example, bug things. Any bug thing that comes back, I can go straight to Dan and get an answer back, and I don't take credit for it. I give Dan the credit, but I can get back to someone that catches me in Kroger and says, hey, can you? what's this bug? I don't know, but I can find out. We've got the resources. We're the University of Georgia. We're Extension, and I think that's pretty incredible. Okay, let's segue a little bit back off into Urban Ag. But, uh, Beth, I want to talk to you for a minute. Um, well, not just a minute. I mean, we can talk for as long as you want. But let's talk about the diverse things, that because I know you schedule a lot of things, including Bulldog Club and things like that. But um, talk about some of the diversity of things that the people that come to your events come to. I mean, we know it's structural pest and all that, but what are some of the other things that go on? I have a new program that we just started promoting yesterday, and um, Bob Westerfield's doing it. Awesome. He's been on here a lot on the and show. And he, it is the pruning and equipment workshop. Awesome. It's coming up February the 8th, and it's going to be held on our campus. Okay. So that's one of the things, and we try to reach homeowners and the green industry to come in to to learn, you know, learn more hands-on about pruning, but also he's doing small equipment mm-hmm. maintenance. Okay. And how to take care of your small engines and parts and what all. And I that's that. um, it's a day-long thing. And so if people have any questions, they can always call us. Um, another one where I'm working with um, our agent in Cherokee, and he's doing an apple grafting okay. session for North Georgia. He's also doing a fruit tree field day. Ooh, okay. Um, then Tim Daly in Gwinnett County, he's holding a Category 41, which might not mean anything to anybody, but it's the, um, if you have a commercial license, that's the mosquito control oh. category. And so that's very rare to get CEU credits Tough. for really that. Tough. And so he's offering that workshop Friday. And we help him with the registration. We help him with sure. the promotion of that event. And then I think in February he's doing a Category 24, which is your most popular. I'd say your most popular. Yeah. Y'all tell me. Absolutely. It's, it's the ornamental and turf category. Okay. So that's where a lot of people get their credits in that area. And so he's offering training in that. And it's helping them, I believe, to get ready to prepare to take the test to get their license for that. No, that's incredible. She's also involved in ISA, International Society of Arboriculture Credits. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we will be offering in the next couple of months, we'll be offering six, maybe seven, yeah. uh, storm-thrown hazardous tree removal trainings. Ooh, okay. And one will yeah. be on the Griffin campus, two will be in North Carolina, one in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and there's another one out there floating we haven't positioned yet. But Beth will be doing all the registration and communication with the registries there. And we will hire a professional uh, tree training company, North American okay. Training Solutions. 
this will be a very exciting training. Has some classroom, but the they will actually drop th uh, two to four trees okay. onto each other. Oh wow! And make okay. a tree pile, and then show you how to remove the trees from the entanglement safely using mechanical advantage and fancy saw cuts. So it should be That's very awesome. exciting. I'll tell you, in the last cool. two years, the, even just the hurricane damage alone, that has become so critical for well, the state of Georgia. trainings are a result. OSHA contacted me in September and asked me to do a emergency relief hurricane mm -hmm. training okay. in storm-thrown trees because so many people grab a chainsaw Absolutely. and head out to take care of their trees and uh, honestly the streets every street has at least six guys with the chainsaw in their garage they cannot <laughs> wait to get it out and they have no idea how to use it no I, and I the agree professionals are working too long and uh, the cities and counties hand out chainsaws to firemen and to policemen who don't have proper personal protective equipment to wear. Oh, yeah, they're in their shorts out on the side. I mean, I agree. I mean, I see yes, it all the time. They, they, they don't know what they, they need. They just don't know. That's right. Yeah, and so OSHA said, can you do something? Yeah. And th these trainings are part of that. I love my chainsaw, but it is probably the most dangerous tool I have. It is. Absolutely, without a doubt. It is, and you don't have to have a license to operate right. or any experience or knowledge whatsoever. Just go to Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever and pick you one yeah. up. And, and, and those that. are really tricky yeah. because there are some very safe cuts that you can't do with those sure, saws because sure. they have a safety train or maybe even a tip guard on them. Sure. So, you know, there's a, there's just a lot a lot there. I agree. And Beth, tell us how to get a hold of you. So if someone's interested in anything, mm -hmm. they've heard the pruning uh, uh, small engine thing, how do they get a hold of you? Um, my phone number at the center is 770-228-7214. They can call me or they can email me at bhorn, B-H-O-R, ne at uga.edu i'm not gonna tell you that she had to look up when she was spelling her name that worries me a little <laughs> bit but <laughs> do it too quick <laughs> so that so that and anybody anybody that's interested can call and, and mm -hmm. get it on information on anything yes. else that's going on get on your email list yeah. and she'll send right. out information oh very cool so they can contact you get on your email list yes. serve and or we on your list and a ton and of information yeah. mm -hmm. i think Perfect that's incredible time. that that to me is the best word of mouth we can get and mm -hmm. above all else it's free <laughs> which I like. That's a great point. Um, not everyone gets the opportunity to attend one of the chainsaw classes that sure. Ellen uh, puts together, but everyone has the opportunity to learn from one of our campuses, certified arborists, and one of, I think, only two of our campuses, uh, certified risk assessment. Awesome. Tree risk assessment. Tree risk yes, assessment I last year. That's cool. I love it. <laughs> and she has, with this same fantastic group of trainers, North American Training Solutions, put together several um, fairly comprehensive videos that cover a lot of great issues regarding uh, chainsaw and tree felling safety. And they are on their way to a quarter of a million people watching okay let's segue let's come back with that we gotta go to our our next break and then we'll come back let's finish that up and then also want to talk a little bit about oral history project just to kind of finish up our our day but so tony i'm ready if you are to go to the next break Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realty. Proud supporters of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus and proud to bring you this week's edition of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. As the UGA Griffin Campus grows with the great educational opportunities for our children, Round Oak Resources Tree Farm is growing our future with trees to support and assist our environment. Frank and Carolyn Harris of Round Oak Resources Tree Farm and Murray and Company Realtors are proud supporters of the UGA Griffin Campus and area youth activities in Griffin and Spalding County. In announcements from the University of Georgia Griffin Campus, a Red Cross blood drive will be held on Wednesday, January 16th from 2 to 6 p.m. in the Stuckey Auditorium on the UGA Griffin Campus. You can schedule an appointment by visiting the website www.redcrossblood.org and using the sponsor code UGA Griffin, or you can contact Ashley Biles at 770-228-7264. 
The Erosion and Sediment Control Initial Certification class will be held January 26th in the Stuckey Auditorium Conference Center, Room 119. The fee of $150 includes all materials, breaks, exam, and filing with the state of Georgia. If you are involved in moving soil in any capacity, this certification is required. The campus store, located on the first floor of the Flint Building at 1109 Experiment Street, has new UGA and Georgia Bulldog items arriving weekly. The shelves are stocked with officially licensed UGA apparel, souvenirs, and gifts. The campus store hours are Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. For more information on degrees offered on the UGA Griffin campus, you can gain information on current undergraduate and graduate degrees offered through the five university colleges by visiting griffin.uga.edu or calling 770-412-4400. You can even call and make an online visit and make a campus tour. And continuing education classes are offered throughout the year. For a complete listing of the UGA Griffin campus offerings, give them a call, 770-412-4400. Thank you, Tony. We've been having a lot of fun today, and it's the, you know to me the hours go so quick the the one hour that we have, um, and I hope that y'all feel that way too. I hope you don't feel like you've been here for six hours. But let's talk Ooh. real quick. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes let's talk real quickly. Um, Richie and Ellen, anybody else wants to, to to chime in? Oh, let's finish talking a little bit about the the saw team. Yeah, you know I don't do any of this saw work alone. Sure. I have a really great saw safety team of uh, UGA extension agents. They're scattered throughout the state. Okay. Wade Hutchinson. Rolando Oriana is our only bona fide OSHA certified trainer. Oh, wow. Okay. So we have Rolando on the team, Heather Kolich, Ann Randall, Josh Futter, Glenn Rains, and Alfredo Martinez Espinosa. Sure. And in that way, we do things in Spanish and in English, and uh, it gives us good positioning all around the state. And We've actually trained, that team has trained a saw safety team in South Carolina and in North Carolina until we're replicating. Oh, that's incredible. I'm telling you, it's becoming so important. It is. In, it in, is. In the area that we live in. But, but like anything, it takes a good team. Absolutely. I appreciate you bringing that in there. Let's talk for just a couple of minutes, and we're going to kind of do a, a finish up or a, a last thought kind of thing. But um, let's talk oral history projects. Now, it's, it's embedded in the Center for Urban Agriculture, but and I know it's a, a heartfelt program for, for that group, for y'all's group. But so, Richie and Ellen and anybody else who wants to join in, talk a little bit about the oral history project, where we're at, what the purpose of that is, and just what it's all about. It really is. And I could talk forever about this, but it's only fair to give credit where it's due. This is uh, the brainchild of our uh, dear friend and frequent collaborator, Ms. Jewel Walker-Hartz. Absolutely. One of my favorite people in the world. The president of our Griffin chapter of the NAACP. And Ellen tells this story best. The story of both how the garden came to be and how the oral history program started. Well, you know, the um, it, it really started in that garden, in the it Healthy did. Life Community Garden. Which yeah. is at, in the Fairmont community. Yes, in the conversations around there. And we started, you know, talking about this and that. And somebody came in and said, hey, why is this school called Fairmont? All the other schools were named after people. And now they're all named after streets. They changed sure. to streets. Why is this school called Fairmont? No. And that sent um, John Hutchcraft, the campus librarian, into the stacks, and he dug and dug and dug. And the answer was, it was just a name created to sell lots in (laughs) what was known as the Ethiopian community of Griffin. Okay. And and the lots were sold, the leases, the, the land was only allowed to be sold to a person of Ethiopian descent. Oh, wow. So it was the specified African American neighborhood. And uh, more stories came out, more stories came out, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not sure how the first interviews even started. Do you remember, Richie? I do. Tell us. So many good things have grown out of that garden, but that 
first interview was actually with Ms. Jewel herself. And she um, actually, not not entirely willingly at first, um, we needed to, we had a mission and we needed to get uh, experience as a team um, <laughs> interviewing folks. How to do it. And sure. To say. sure. <laughs> so what better opportunity than to learn from the stories of Oh, Ms. absolutely. Jewel. And to this day, she uh, doesn't always believe us when we say it's one of our favorite interviews. But I've got to tell you, we've spent the last three years looking forward to the chance when we get to interview her again. Sure. (laughs) And we're hoping that's coming up soon. But as I just mentioned, we're heading up on three years now Mm -hmm. with this project and due in no small part to the continued work of Dr. Alan Bowski, uh, this program has uh, not only um, secured funding, but also accomplished uh, so many of its initial goals in making these interviews a part of a permanent archive mm-hmm. in the Russell Library Absolutely. up in Athens. Eleven are part of the archive. Mm-hmm. We have nine more that we've interviewed, we and those we have the funds in place now to get those part of the archive, and we have funding for more. That's so awesome. We're very excited about that. We will be able to. We, we Our goal was 72 interviews okay. at the time we combined all the lists. I don't think we'll make that, but we won't be far from that. No. And I tell you, the most exciting part about this is when you've sat through these few of these interviews, the town does not look the same. Sure. It doesn't sure. feel the same. And when you drive around, you see things you never noticed before. And I've learned things, incredible things. Sure. Um, I mean... I- interesting things like, do you know what a shot house is? I yep. do not. I you do? Not. Tony does. I don't. I had never heard of a shot house before. <laughs> you know? So there's just all kinds of southern tidbits in there that are. Well, see, that tells me, we, and we've done uh, interviews before. But we've got to have another oral history radio really program. Do. But mm-hmm. so we've got a couple minutes left, and we talk about oral history. As I get, as I said, we got to set up a new. You'd new be amazed hour. at how many uh, famous musicians. That you know, I've love. heard that. That's incredible. I spent time Played. in Griffin, Georgia. So we're going to do. We're going to set up an oral history show again. So Elizabeth, if you're listening at the office, let's get started on that. But so in the couple of minutes we have left, let's just go around the room. Beth, we'll start with you. Just center for Urban Act. What's your last? Not your last thoughts. Get back like this is the last thing we're ever going to do. God, I have scary. no premonition of anything <laughs> bad coming. But what's your final thoughts for this show about our center for Urban Act? We have so much to offer, and if anybody has any questions or wants some more information about any of our programs, they can feel free to call me or email me. Again, my phone number is 770-228-7214, and my email is bhorn, B-H-O-R-N-E, at U-G-A dot E-D-U, and I'll be glad to help them. Yes, you didn't have to look up that time. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> awesome. Ellen. Uh, Center for Urban Ag is just like Griffin, great and growing. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Philip, this is great. Uh, well, really, I uh, would uh, would probably get in trouble if I didn't come here to plug a couple of the programs Absolutely. that are going on plug, here. Plug. That's right, exactly. Um, but uh, at the end of the month, on January 30th, uh, the uh, Extension Office here in Spalding County is putting on a, a radon uh, program. It's going to be in the evening from 6 to 8. Um, try to make it convenient for, for folks to get out uh, after work and whatnot. Um, they do ask that you RSVP to the Extension Office, and the number for that is 770-467-4225. And if you can RSVP by the 28th, uh, that's what they would prefer. But what they're going to basically learn about radon in your home. There's going to be experts there to ask any questions. We'll have plenty of materials. People can take home and read about it. And testing kits available. People are interested in, in testing uh, their homes for radon. And then just for my, myself here as well, the, uh, the beekeeping group, uh, the Potato Creek Beekeepers Club, uh, is meeting at the Spalding County Extension Office uh, next weekend uh, on the 19th. Um, they're charging, the charge for this is $25 uh, per person, but uh, um, it's basically you learn everything you need to know to, uh, to start your own hive and to get into beekeeping. Um, so I'll probably be there. Um, this is something just personally that I've really had a lot of interest in. So again, you can call the, the, the uh, Spalding County Extension Office again uh, to register for that if you're interested. Awesome. Very good. Good good plugs. Rolando, <laughs> final thoughts. All right. 
Well, thanks. I'm excited to be back at the Center for Urban Ag. I'm working on some trainings to offer throughout the state um, uh, for the industry, and uh, we'll you know keep uh, uh, in contact, and then we'll have final dates to to these programs. Awesome. And then Richie, last but not least, and we really only have like 15 seconds. We, we got to get you back on. You well, like talk all always, day. it is <laughs> great to be here with the voice of the Griffin Campus. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to say that it is our pleasure to take the wealth of knowledge and resources that come out of the University of Georgia and offer that back to so many more people through our county delivery system. Awesome and well said. What a great segue to end the show with. So, Tony, that'll do it for us for the day, and join us next week for another great show. Please join us next Thursday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. here on WKUAM 1450, 102.3 FM, and 88.9 FM, The Rock, for the latest installment of the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News. And on a personal note, Dr. Lou Honeycutt and I would like to send out Get Well Soon wishes to the former host of this program, Bobby Chapel, who's a little bit under the weather and is a patient at uh, in the hospital right now. Hopefully he'll be going home soon. Uh, and uh, we just want to let Bobby know that we send him our best. Again, join us next week at this same time for the University of Georgia Griffin Campus News.